0: the name of the most high God. His name is glorious. His name is wonderful. His name is marvelous. His name is beautiful. His name is powerful. As we call upon the name of Jesus the Bible says whosoever calleth upon the name of Jesus shall not be put to shame. Shame will not be your portion. Distress will not be your portion. Embarrassment will not be your portion. Disgrace will not be your portion. Defeat will not be your portion discouragement would not be your portion death will not be your portion affliction will not be your portion because as we call upon the name of jesus he would save us he would deliver us he would heal us in the mighty name of jesus christ i believe that god himself has ministered unto you i believe god himself is letting you know that you are loved of the lord you are wonderfully and fearfully created. You are special in the sight of God. You are the apple of his eyes. The Bible says in John 3:16, for God so loved the world, you and I, the entire world, that he gave his very best. You know who his best is? He gave Jesus Christ. The Bible says he gave his only begotten son. that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And my prayer is that as a the gift of life, the gift of salvation has been given unto you. You will not say no. You will not reject it because therein lies life and I believe that the life will continue to flow abundantly in the name of Jesus. Uh, Amen and amen. Uh what the Lord has laid upon our hearts even at a time like this is to share today this very last day 31st May 2020. Uh, the word from zero to greatness. I don't know where you are, but I believe that God is able to take you out of that situation, out of that circumstances, and put you in your divine positioning. And I believe that your divine positioning is for greatness. Why? So that the greatness of God would be made manifest in your life. Amen. So, uh, don't trouble yourself don't be anxious because god knows where you are and god knows where you ought to be amen Uh, so please uh, allow god to take you from that position and that's why i have to encourage you you have to allow god because god so desires he has given his very best and the bible says he that gave his best what would what else will he withhold from us so, you, are, you might be wherever you are on your ground zero, but God says your hour has come, and the hour to favor you has come. I want us to quickly look at uh, two parts of the Bible reading that we looked at, uh, we read earlier on. I want us to first look at Genesis 26 from verses 1 to 6. Genesis chapter 26, verses 1 to 6. Then we will skip and go to Genesis chapter 26, verses 12 to 14. I want us to read it again and just let it, uh, let the revelation in that minister to you. Let the word come alive unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's read it again. Genesis chapter 26, from verses 1 to 6 first. And the Bible says, there was a famine in the land. Beside the first So there was a double famine in the land. There was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerah. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I'll be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give these lands. And I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Why? Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. And verse 6 says, is, so Isaac dwelled in Jerah. Amen. Let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 26 from verses 12 to 14. The Bible, remember Isaac dwelled at the land. Then the Bible says in verse 12 of Genesis chapter 26, it says, then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year, not another year, in the same year that he sowed in the land. The Bible says he reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. And the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great numbers of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Let's look at another version of it. I think authorized King James Version. It says, Then Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him, and the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great and grew until he became very great. I believe that is a word for someone. You would wax great. You will go forward and you will grow until you become very great. Why is this possible? It is because God can make all things possible. The fact is that you might be on your ground zero but the truth is God is able to bring out greatness from you. I want to encourage you, I want to encourage your family. you are destined for greatness. You will do great things, then the greatness of God will be made manifest in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's look at this scripture. let's just try and pick out some points before we now identify what we need to do to move from ground zero, or from zero to greatness. I want to let you know that it is not by your power or might, because when you talk about this moving from zero to greatness, moving from nothing to something, people have a tendency of beginning to analyze. When the angel appeared unto Mary and said, "This is what God wants to do. Uh, a child you will give birth to a child, and Mary analyzed it. and what did she come out? come out with after analysis is how can this be since I know no man an angel had to tell her that this is not by analysis it is not by your logic it's not by your calculation it is by the ability of God and the angel Gabriel said to Mary the mother of Jesus Christ he said for with God nothing shall be impossible So it can be impossible for God to take you from ground zero or from zero to greatness. It is just for you to allow him. And the angel now shared a testimony with Mary and said, Elizabeth, your cousin that everyone has called barren, everyone has given up on her. She is a forgotten case. She is six months pregnant. And I believe that testimony with the word of God that she received just exploded the fate of Mary. Her fate was provoked and the word she said to the angel was be it unto me according to your word. So it is no longer analysis. It is no longer logic. It is no longer calculation. It is if you have said it, it shall come to pass. And his word is yea and amen. And I believe that you will wax great, you will move forward, and you will grow great in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's look at the first thing here. Uh the Bible says there was a double famine in the land in the days of Isaac. The first was the famine of his father. The second was the one occurred in the days of Isaac. So Isaac in this scripture, was experiencing a double farming situation. And there is a likelihood in a double farming situation, you would probably have gone to zero. All the things that you think you have suddenly are depleted. And this double family farming situation is similar to what is occurring even across the globe right now. We have double crisis situation. We have the COVID-19 crisis situation, and we have an economic crisis situation or a financial crisis situation and the results of both are devastating and the challenge is that it may be for with us for a while so I I don't know whether you're one of those uh, anticipating that uh, maybe in a few minutes uh, we are going to go back to the way things were in 2019 it may not be so so it's important you and I begin to know how do we move forward because the question now you need to be asking yourself is how do you ride these storms of life and move forward? I don't have to spend too much time, you and I. We can recount all the things that are happening as a result of the health crisis. So there will not be time to, to recount some of these things because you know, I know. And also the financial crisis, the economic crisis. You know, I know. And at this time, we have all sorts of new uh, vocabulary. Uh, we're talking about social distancing. We're talking about COVID 19. We're talking about coronavirus. We're talking about uh, 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 lockdown. We're talking about all sorts of remote, remote uh, uh, working remotely. Isaac was in a situation where life as he knew it was changing before his, his eyes. Let's look at what is a famine. Let's look at what is a famine so that we can have a good understanding of what is going on. Farming is an economic and health, uh, economic and health crisis situation. A famine is a widespread scarcity of food and health crisis situation caused by several factors, including war, inflation, crop failure, population imbalance, or government policies. This phenomenon is usually accompanied or followed by regional malnutrition, starvation, epidemic, and increasing mortality. People begin to fall sick and begin to die why because there's not only a food crisis but there's also an epidemic or a pandemic and usually in a farming situation most people end up on ground zero and God himself knows where you are and God himself is able to take you up so if you are on ground zero right now you do not know what tomorrow holds and you are afraid If you are on ground zero concerning your health and you are afraid or you are ground zero concerning your finances and you are afraid, relax, God is still in control. God is, in, is still in control. The Bible says, he that keepeth Israel neither sleepeth nor slumber. God himself is not on vacation. God is not asleep. God is not on another appointment that he cannot attend to us. God himself is in control. And that's why Romans 8:28 says, and we know, that's the Revelation. All things, not some, all things work together for good. The health crisis situation, it will work together for good. The economic situation, it will work together for good. Why? Because God is going to take someone from ground zero. From zero to greatness. Let's look at, there are many uh, farming situations in the Bible, but because of time we will not recount all, but we could just look at some of them in the book of Genesis. Some of them in the book of Genesis because uh, our our scripture is from Genesis and we want to be able to focus and zone in on some of this in the book of Genesis. The Bible says in Genesis 12 verse 10, Genesis 12 verse 10, the Bible recounts the famine that occurred in the days of Abraham that the Bible was talking about in Genesis chapter 26 verse 1. It says here and there was famine in the land and Abraham went into Egypt to sojourn there for the famine was grievous in the land. And the Bible tells us in our scripture Genesis 26 verse 1 and there was famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham and Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines unto Gerard in genesis chapter 41 verse 30 the bible recounts 30 and 31 the bible just gives us a glimpse of what happened when i remember joseph had a dream about what will happen in the land of egypt that in seven years there will be plenty and after the seven years there will be famine And this uh, scripture is recounting what happened uh, in the seven years of famine. And the Bible says, and there shall arise after them seven years of famine and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land. And the famine shall consume the land. 31 says, so the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following for it will be very severe. When you hear of this, the natural human response is this is going to be tough. But listen, the word that the Lord gave us concerning the year 2020 is that this is a season of faith testimonies. So irrespective of what has happened or will continue to happen or will be occurring, we know that God himself is able to turn all things around and bring you from zero and put you on greatness. If you look at what happened concerning the farming situation as recounted in Genesis 47 verse 13 to 15, it says from verse 13, it says now, Genesis 47 from 13 to 15, it says now there was no bread in the land. It had been predicted, it had been prophesied that this is what will happen. Now it began to occur in 47 of Genesis. It says, now there was no bread in the land, from verse 13, for the famine was very severe. So that the land of Egypt and also the land of Canaan, so it was affecting everyone globally. Languished because of the famine. And the Bible says, Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the grain which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. But 15 is crucial so that you can know that your trust should not be in resources that you have or in the money you have, in the ability you have. The Bible says in verse 15, so when money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan. All the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us bread for why we would die in your presence. For money has failed us. So I want to encourage you in a time of this... Uh, health crisis and economic crisis don't put your trust in your money or your status or whatever you think because it will fail we have seen it fail people in the health crisis we have seen it fail people when they think they had so much that they are stored and they said they don't need God this scripture tells us that money will fail you so don't put your trust in it. Let's look at another thing about this scripture. I, the Bible says when there was a famine in the land. This is very important. This is important. The Bible says even Isaac the son of Abraham the Bible says when the famine occurred, the double famine occurred the Bible recounts that Isaac went to Abimelech king of the Philistines. Please note that. The Bible doesn't say it went to God. Because in a farming situation, the natural instinct of many people is to act based on what they see, hear, feel. Sometimes people want to depend on, on others or their senses or their experience or their expertise or abilities instead of the word of God. And all those things fail you. And I'm telling you this, all will fail you. And thank God that God is merciful, God is gracious. As Isaac went to meet the king, maybe he had connection with the king, or he had status with the king, or he had friendship with the king, but God spoke and he listened to God and not to man. Because when you depend on man's wisdom, you begin to go into analysis uh, of so what what you can see what is happening right now. Healthcare situation, people are confused about this health crisis. Government are confused. Uh, global organizations, organizations are confused. So you need to listen to God. And sometimes people are now trying to analyze, should we remain in the lockdown or should we resume our activities? Should we uh, acknowledge the uh, coronavirus situation or should we just ignore it and just live life as normal? let say, Pastor, which one should I do? It's not for me to tell you. It's for you to listen as Isaac listened to God. His natural instinct was to act on his own ability. But... Your human nature will fail you. Your senses will fail you. Let's look at how some people responded in a uh, famine situation in the Bible. As I said, natural instinct is what many people will respond. And I'm just recounting this so that you are careful because God already has his plan and his plan is for your good. His plan is to take you from that situation into his divine position from zero to greatness. So don't allow yourself to to intervene or to delay or to limit or to frustrate the plan of God to take you from zero to greatness. We know the story of Abraham. When Abraham and Sarah decided to help God, then they created more problems for themselves. Let's look at some of the... uh, Stories about how some people, scriptures, about how some people re- responded in a farming situation. Genesis 26, verse 1 to 1 B. 1b, remember we said, uh, Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines." So you find in a situation like that, when there's a farming situation or a crisis situation, some people look to man for help their trust is a man they look for their friends they look for family they look for colleagues and they believe that these are the ones that will sort all their problems and what normally comes out when they find this is not possible what comes out is offense let's look at Ruth chapter 1 verse 1 the bible says it came to pass Ruth chapter 1 The book of Ruth chapter 1 verse 1. It came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab. He and his wives and his two sons. What happens in a famine situation or a health or financial crisis or economic crisis? Some people begin to look for ways in which to relocate. They're looking for a better location. Uh, if I run out from here to another place, if I go from here to there, if I, they begin to think that the best thing to do is to relocate, it's not about geographical location, it's about a spiritual location. Oh, maybe I need to leave Canada, I go to another country. Maybe, well, you know, the pandemic is global, and the lockdown is global. So the issue of relocating should not be on your focus. The issue is what is God saying in a situation like this? Because as I said over and over, you are destined for greatness. And it is God that will point the way to you. Let's look at Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 3. How do people? some people respond? Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 3 it says, there, there were also some who said, we have mortgaged all our lands and vineyards and houses that we might buy grain because of the famine. How do some people respond? They begin to sell all they have, thinking that the more money they can put in their pocket, the better for them. But we know over and over that money will fail. The, the Egyptians said it. And we've seen it over. Money will fail you. Uh, if you look at this health crisis, it's not about how much money, because it has afflicted both the poor and the wealthy. So it is not about money. It is about having the grace of God. And whoever survives, it is just by the special grace of God. Let's look at another uh, aspect. Uh, Genesis chapter 47, verse 20. The Bible tells us there that Joseph bought all the land of egypt for pharaoh why because the egyptians uh, were selling everything and uh, this brings us to another way people respond that in a crisis situation let me acquire as much as i can acquire. let me buy this and buy this and buy that we all remember the uh, not too recent uh, not too far away situation where uh the initial response were people were buying all the things in the grocery Everybody was hoarding. People were buying and buying and buying. And it goes to a situation where it is only about me, not about others. That it will not take you in the direction of greatness. Then lastly, we can look at 2 Kings in how people respond. 2 Kings chapter 6 from verses 25 to 29. 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 25 to 29. I'll just uh, summarize this story. Things were bad in Samaria. Really bad. Great famine, it was called. And there was nothing. Things were really bad. I'm sure there was a health situation. There was an economic situation. And the Bible says that a woman now went to the king and began to lament. What happened? Because of the famine situation, she reached an agreement with another woman to kill her son so that they would eat up the to survive. You know, sometimes people respond uh, in, in such situation in ways that are unbelievable. Well, the other woman decided, was actually deceiving her, after they did, got rid of her son, she decided to go and hide her own son. And this woman now came to the king and said, this is what I've done. So some people end up taking desperate and irrational decision in a famine situation, in a crisis that they will regret. At the time they take, take this unwise decision, they think it will help them. But it gets them further deeper into the hole. So we, we need to be careful because uh, in a situation like this, it is God that would resolve the matter. And the Bible says, the Lord appeared unto Isaac and said, do not go to Egypt. Live in the land because it is not about the geographical location. It's about the spiritual location. And it's important because in a situation where there's famine, you need to hear from God. Because if Isaac did not hear from God, then his trust, his confidence will be in Abimelech, king of the Philistines. You need to inquire of the Lord. Why? Because when you inquire of the Lord, the Bible says in 2 Samuel verse 24, 21 verse 1, 2 Samuel chapter 21 verse 1, the Bible says in the famine situation, David inquired of the Lord and God answered him. In Job chapter 5 verse 22, the Bible lets uh, Job know that you shall laugh at destruction and famine and you shall not be afraid of the beast of the field. We can go on and on, but I, I don't want to because there are certain things I want us to focus on as to what do we do to enter into greatness because the farming is zero. But what do you do to enter into greatness? Even at a time like this, it is a season of, of of preparation and a season of opportunities. How do you prepare for what God has prepared for you? And the Bible says when Joe, uh, when when Isaac heard God clearly. What did he do? The Bible says in verse 6 of Genesis 26, he dwelt in the land, in Gera. It did not look like what he should have done, but because God has spoken, he decided to dwell in the land. He decided to live short-term thinking. He decided that he would dwell in the land and not just be a sojourner in the land. He decided to, he decided to have a vision. He decided to have a vision, a long-term goal, a long-term thinking. And my prayer is that you would dwell in the land because when we enter into a situation like what we are currently experiencing, people are looking for what are we going to do by their natural instincts. But my prayer is that you would dwell in the land. Because of time, I want to quickly recount how do you plan and overcome this famine situation that we are experiencing? This healthcare crisis, this uh, economic crisis, because right now, there are people, if you look at statistics, there are many people, millions that have lost their jobs. Also, when you look at the statistics, there, there, there are millions of cases that have been identified globally with respect to the health crisis situation that they do have uh, a Coronavirus. So how do you overcome and how do you step into your greatness? Because God himself has destined that that is what is for you. Because his plan for you is for good. You are the apple of his eyes. You are engraved on the palm of his hand. You are special in his sight. You are wonderfully and fearfully created. So how do you plan and overcome the financial or the farming situation, the health and uh, economic crisis? How do you enter into greatness? How do you ensure that you do not remain on that zero level? How do you ensure that you are not going further into the hole? It is first of all, number one, do not look on man. Don't look on man, don't look on people for help. Look unto God. Psalm 20 verse 1 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of our Lord our God. So please note that. Please note that. Do not look unto man. When you look on man for help, you get disappointed, you get offended, and you further hinder your greatness or delay it. Two. Taken out from this scripture, stay where God has placed you. Remember, God told Isaac, you shall dwell in the land. Stay where God has placed you. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, that the Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. Stay in your Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden is not a geographical location. It is a spiritual location. Excuse me. It is a spiritual location. And as you are in the presence of God, you will fulfill the purpose of God. Three, how do you step into your greatness? Three, be intentional. Be intentional. You have to be intentional. You don't stumble into greatness. You are intentional. The things you do will put you into that which God has already prepared for you. Proverbs 22 verse 29 Proverbs 22 verse 29 says, Do you see a man who is diligent in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. You have to be diligent in your work. You have to excel in your work because as you are intentional, you would enter into greatness. You cannot just relax. Right now, when things are changing and we're talking about working remotely, you need to begin to plan, begin to prepare yourself so that Lord, as, as God has given you that opportunity, you will step into that opportunity. Four, Listen to the word of God. You must hunger and thirst for the word of God. You must hunger and thirst for the word of God. If you are going to attain greatness, it cannot be without the word of God. You have to attain greatness. It has to be the word because it is the word of God that will propel you into greatness. Romans ten seventeen says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Because as faith arises, your faith pleases God and God will honor your faith. Five, you have to commit your life, family and property to God for his protection and preservation. Why? Because 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper, be in health even as your soul prospers god himself desires your greatness you will be great spiritually you will be great physically you'll be great financially but you need to commit everything into his hand so that he would do it because it is god that will do it not you will do it six trust god for greatness trust god for greatness Psalm 37 verse 18 and 19 says, The Lord knows the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time and the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. Trust God for greatness. Isaiah 119 says, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Trust God for greatness. Seven. Expect resistance and opposition. The Bible tells you as God made Isaac great, uh, the Bible already tells us that the Philistines envied him. You will find those that are envious, you will find friendly enemies and unfriendly friends. They will be envious as to that which God is doing in your life. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9 says a great and effective door is open unto me and there are many adversaries. Expect opposition. And that's really why it's called the breakthrough. Because if there's no resistance, then it's not called a breakthrough. So all you need to do to overcome that breakthrough is to submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I want you to be a resistant army. You will resist the devil. Uh, James chapter 4 verse 7. You will submit unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. eight i believe we're in eight basically you need to walk in the truth not only receive the truth of god's work word you need to walk in it john 8 32 says and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free Uh, i believe that uh in third John, uh, uh, third John, the Bible tells us that John was talking about uh, Diotrophes, Gaius, and uh, Demetrius. And he spoke about uh, both Gaius and uh, Diotrophes that they were walking in the truth. That's what you need to do. To experience greatness, to walk in greatness, you need to walk in the truth of God's word. 9. Do not be afraid certain circumstances Isaac was afraid and he denied that his wife was not his wife and he said she's my sister do not be afraid because God has gone ahead of you and remember when Isaac finally acknowledged that Rebekah was his wife he saw that God had gone ahead of him and all things that he was afraid of God had already dismantled 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And lastly, 10, we'll round up here. So in the land. So in the land. You want to be great? Sow in the land. Some of us are in this land, and we are looking at it that we're just sojourning that we'll be moving on soon we're not investing we're not acquiring things we're not planning we're not having long-term thinking and uh, your mindset is that you will relocate soon you will relocate soon you will relocate soon and that's your mindset that is a mindset that works against greatness because if you are not planted somewhere, if you take a, a, a very good plant and you take a very good soil and you have two soils that are very good, excellent soil, and you take the plant from this soil and you put it here the next day, the next day you take again and put it here, the next time you take it and put it there, the soil are in excellent condition. Because wherever God has planted you is Excellent. But when you begin to hop from one and become a sojourner, you are neither here nor there, then you tamper with your greatness. You truncate your greatness. So in the land... The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. Don't look at what is going on right now and take a decision. Don't take a decision based on what you see or what you hear or how you feel. Take a decision based on what God is saying. So in the land, as long as uh, 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 as, uh, as as long as this earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. Sow in the land; it is not what you are seeing that will determine. Sow in the land; begin to plant what you desire. Plant what you desire. Sow what you desire. If you desire greatness, begin to sow seeds of greatness, because it will emerge. These are just some of the i have more to tell but because of time we'll round up here because you need to step into the greatness god has opened the door he expects you to step into it sometimes we say we are waiting for god but god himself says i should tell you that he's waiting for you because wherever you are right now is it a health crisis situation is it an economic crisis situation is it a financial crisis situation is it a lack of job crisis situation is it a your business is crumbling god says i should tell you he has opened a door and that door which god has opened no man can shut all he expects is for you to step in your greatness is already waiting for you and i say congratulations to you because the only way you can ensure that you enter into that greatness from zero to greatness and keep it is to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ And the Bible says whosoever that calls upon his name shall not be put to shame If you call upon the name of Jesus, you cannot be on zero level because Christ in you is the hope of glory. The scripture does not say Christ in you is the hope of shame. It is the hope of glory because out of you shall glory be made manifest. Because there's a greater one in you. But how do you get him in you? Is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says in John 7, verse 37 and 38, it says, on the last day, that great day of feast, Jesus Christ stood up and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living Water, are you thirsty for greatness? Are you thirsty for greatness? Are you ready to leave that health crisis situation? Are you ready to leave that economic crisis situation? No matter what is being said, God Himself has prepared something better. But you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. God loves you. And he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life. Do you believe? Because God loves you. He loves every one of us. And the ultimate sacrifice has been made. The Bible says for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Wherever you are right now, the Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is for you to believe and it is for you to confess because Jesus is available. The Lord knows where you are. The Lord knows where you are. The Lord sees your cry, sees your he sees your situation. He hears your cries. He knows your pain. He knows your sorrows. I, I don't know what you you are where you are, but God knows. It is He that wears the shoes that knows where he pinches, but God also wears the shoes with you. Allow Him to translate you from zero to greatness. Let's just pray if you're out there and you want to call upon the name of Jesus let us pray and all that are in Christ join me in faith so wherever this person brother or sister is they will be convicted not persuaded my Lord Jesus Christ I believe in my heart that you died for me and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord I come before you with a broken and contrite spirit. I repent of all my sins. I ask for forgiveness. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse my sins. Come into my heart. Give me a brand new life. Let this current situation, this crisis, this famine, Let it be my testimony that it is at this time I gave my life. I wanted to act in my own way, but I heard the voice of God. And I accepted Jesus Christ into my life. Thank you, Father, for making me a member of your own very family. I know that you would empower me and I receive that power right now the power that will quicken me, the power that will take me from zero to greatness, that same power that raised Jesus Christ up from the dead is more than able to raise me from whatever dead situation, whatever dry situation, whatever famine situation. I put my trust in you, God. My confidence is in you. From today on, use me for your glory. Father, I thank you, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. If, if you have uh, said this prayer with me, I want to encourage you. Get a Bible, good uh, a Bible that you can re- that you can read and understand, because you need the Word of God. Join a Bible-believing church, because you need fellowship. Join a ministry, so that you can serve God with all your heart. And continue to hunger and thirst for the things of God. Because as you hunger and thirst, God will fill you up. The psalmist says he anointed my head with oil, my cup run it over. God will fill you up to the overflow. And remember, it is not, it is one thing to leave zero to greatness. As I said, expect opposition for you to remain in greatness you need the lord jesus christ and god will arise on your behalf god will fight for you he says you will keep your peace and he will fight for you you are a champion you are a great person and god himself will ensure it remains so all the days of your life because that which the lord does it is permanent and it is forever thank you lord In Jesus' mighty name, I will pray. Amen and amen. Let someone say amen and amen. Because I know that you are not going to be on that level again. And say bye-bye to zero level. And say welcome to greatness. Because the hour to favor you has come. As you receive this word, as you believe this word, as you... Declare this word as you act upon it. Greatness out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. God bless you. God bless your family. And God bless all. that.